Hi, and welcome to episode 65 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. This week, I'm catching up with my studio assistant, Laura. For those of you who haven't been with me for every episode, the whole first season of this podcast was dedicated to me coaching my studio assistant, Laura, through the process of her first solo exhibition. Well, fast forward 18 months and Laura is about to mount her second solo exhibition. So in what appears to be a bit of a theme this year of checking in on the art superstars that my two studio assistants are becoming, this conversation focuses on what some of the key things have been that Laura has learnt from her first exhibition experience and how that is informing her second go. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nellicott and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives, or answering listener questions, there is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hey, Laura. Hey, Suze. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You're good? You don't look quite decisive about that. No, no, I am. Like, (laughs) I feel like I feel good. Yeah, I do. So I really wanted to catch up with you this week because you are in the final stages of prepping for your second solo exhibition. I am. Your last one was about 18 months ago. Mm. And I've been watching on social media all the fantastic work you've been making and all the preps you've been making. And I really wanted to check in with you because the last time that you had an exhibition was when we actually recorded the first um series what is it the first season yes yeah. <laughs> of the podcast I know and I'm really interested to know where things are at with with you and how if you feel like you've made any progress between the last experience and this experience because it was quite the roller coaster last time it was it was and I actually took a listen back and I went Did back you? to episode one and the first few episodes just to sort of reflect on this journey and see in comparison, like where I am now, as opposed to back then. That would have been super fun. What did you yeah, discover? It, it was, oh, I've grown so much. Like I've, I've really, really, I'm totally in a totally different headspace this time. And I'm feeling so much more in control. Like I feel like when you've done something once before, then yeah, you feel much more confident. That's awesome. Embark on the project the second time. I'm really curious to know which were your favourite episodes to listen to again. Oh, um, you know, finding my style. Um, I think that there were some real nuggets in in that one, and I feel like I've just absorbed like those those elements into my practice. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I really feel like back then I was very feeling very vulnerable. And I didn't know how people were going to respond to my work. And it was a lot of the unknown. And I think I was quite in my head about the creative practice. And I know that message that you keep coming back to is Mm -hmm. create more work, just make more work. And and you talk about cultivating that that practice, that creative practice and being consistent. 
Um, and I feel like that was like the voice in the back of my head when I was building this new body of work because it's like, yeah, she's right. You can't, you can't analyze or you can't think to make work. You've got to take action. Mm-hmm. You've just and got to have a container and just continually turn up to that container of activity and, yeah. and the style emerges out of that sort of just almost of its own volition, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, but yeah, like I think I was having a lot of trouble with how to finish an artwork because okay. I was stepping into painting after a long time of not creating and, um, you know, I, I, I was almost like a blocked a blocked artist. Mm. I mean, I'd had a creative practice before and a creative business and then, you know, I had my health challenges and all of that life stopped and then I was wanting to start again mm. and then what I was wanting to do was build my confidence in painting. Mm, and I and think it, there was also you needed to overcome, there was a few things going on emotionally for you around creating that I think that needed to become resolved for you and that you needed to process, which I think you did through the process of preparing for that first exhibition, but it probably just made it like really quite hard. Yeah, mm. definitely. Because I feel like a lot of the stuff that you coached me through, it was a lot around mindset. Mm. And yeah. like getting yourself in that space. Um, so, and intuition as well. Okay. Yeah. Like really tapping into that intuitive guide and like knowing what you're, like you said, I remember the um, catchphrase that you mentioned was like knowing your next urges, like okay. where the work wants to take you next. Yes. So... Yeah, really thinking about that and, and really tuning into myself, tuning into the work and like becoming aware of like what messages or what thoughts or what urges mm-hmm. were coming up for me. So that, I mean, I honed that in that first solo exhibition, but I feel like I've come deeper into the practice because I have been training it like a dedicated practice. as a practice <laughs> which is why I've always gone on begging on about it and it's a practice yeah yeah, yeah yeah but I don't know like maybe it was just quite frightening or threatening in a way because I was going through all of that emotional stuff and I almost felt like a beginner again like I was yeah, stepping yeah, yeah. into that and like I've been to art school I've done all this training but it it still felt like but I think you were doing a lot of healing from that whole art school trained background. Actually, <laughs> we were un- we had to unlearn a few things together yeah. in those in that that first season of the podcast. I think that was a big part of what was going on. Because mm. when I reflect back to remembering what was going on for you, it was almost like, and it's it's interesting that this comes up in the context of talking about intuitive painting and and really listening to your intuition, allowing that to be part of your painting process and practice is that I think for you the intellect got in the way a lot it was like you would sort of start the process of intuitive painting and then you'd almost trip yourself up by getting very intellectual about it and trying to formulate and put boundaries around things that weren't quite ready for boundaries yet if that makes sense yeah totally totally Mm. because you gave me um permission to investigate different threads in my work and work on a series and let the um, artworks talk together. Yeah, let's talk about that again because I yeah. think that's a really valuable um, 
a really valuable thing for the listeners to hear again as mm. well because that can really trip people up this idea of sort of having a theme and fleshing out a theme and what do you do when you have more than one theme what of do you, course uh, one approach so tell me about how that has played out for you this time because it, this you were reflecting before when we were chatting just before we hit record on the podcast that this has been one of the key things that's really helped you this time so I'm thinking it's probably going to be helpful for other people out there so talk us through how um what we talked about earlier in season one has helped you which is this idea of finding different threads and allowing yourself to follow all of them and mm. not feel too reined in yeah definitely I gave myself um I gave myself permission, like you said, um, to explore those different styles and um, the way that you work is working in multiples and, mm-hmm. and doing it, doing a series. So I just really tapped into like what I really liked uh, making, like the marks I like to make, the colors and then the certain styles. And then what emerged out of that was I really liked um, loose abstract backgrounds and like bright multiple colors but then I also like the structure of masking back in and going back to my printmaking past and using uh, leaf motifs and cutting them out and combining it in a way Um, then I've also got another style that is um, loose mark making um, sorry loose um, abstract background with mark making on top um and then you know i've sort of got and can i just jump in there because i've been watching these pieces evolve (laughs) on instagram and actually really like how they sit with each other Mm. so you've got sort of on one hand these really loose free abstract pieces Mm -hmm. and then and you've actually displayed them in your instagram right next door the Mm -hmm. these ones where you've masked out say a leaf shape or some kind of botanical form Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the, the mark makings contained and the rest is white, whited out. Mm. So hard describing art. <laughs> it really is. You really have to pay attention to how you describe <laughs> it. I hope that made sense for everybody out there. Mm. But they work really beautifully together. Mm. They sit nicely together, even though they're quite different approaches. I yeah. just wanted to reflect that back oh, to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so nice. I mm. appreciate your feedback <laughs> always. Um, yeah, so that's it. And it, and it was like before my at the first solo show like I almost felt like it needed to be in a box or like I I needed to work in a certain style when I was on my path to discovering my style like I felt like I had to be known for just one thing Mm -hmm. and then you explained to me that in your work you've got different series series with like the loose um bright botanicals and then you've got your um botanical abstracts like the more the mask mm-hmm. one yeah so you've got different styles that you work with as well yeah and I'm constantly evolving different new directions I feel like yeah. I'm kind of doing that at the moment actually because I'm in my painting as a practice month of February and mm. there's all this new stuff coming I'm like wow this is like a whole other thing again yeah <laughs> but that's the point is to keep it fresh and to keep following those intuitive threads and making work that I find exciting and mm. I find compelling because to me that's the genuine part of being an artist is listening to that voice and expressing what's coming through and mm. remaining connected to that and not just reproducing within a, a, a known style. Mm. Even though some, some, some people on the 
interwebs in the area of marketing of art would argue that you have to have this one contained style. I don't see how you can evolve a direction in your art if you don't go through that process in the first place. Mm. So it's a tricky thing, especially for people that are at the beginning of their journey, because you have to have a period of time where you play so that you can allow that to emerge. And then that will be a period in your art and style a style in your art that plays out for a period of time. And then you go through another process of exploration and play and then another emerges. And that's that's the way I see it. Yeah. And that feels very natural and organic to me and what I experience within my own practice. And actually, when you look at the history of artists, it's the way that's always been. Like when mm. you look at it, a particular artist, they always have different phases and periods in within the fuller body of their work. And it's just the natural process, I think. Mm, mm. Yeah. And I really respect how you um, share it on social media as well. Like, I know you felt a bit vulnerable uh, yeah, showing no. more of your... Yeah, I've been feeling work. really vulnerable this month. But <laughs> that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you encouraged me to do yeah. back in the first episodes when I was discovering my style is sharing it and putting it out there and then also, you know, getting that feedback from people too. Like it's, um, yeah, because I was really unsure like how people were going to respond and I think it's like taking that brave step and showing the journey and and showing the evolution of your work and like the behind the scenes and how it progresses and, Mm. yeah, I think that that's, really important for artists to share that exploration phase as well as the finished work I think some artists more than others feel more comfortable around that but I think for the particular phase that you were in when I first encouraged you to do that that it was something that I really wanted you to do because I felt like it would really free you up and help you feel like you were able to explore in a way like it was almost like there was this huge fear around what other people were going to think and that was such Mm. a great way for you to combat that and be in conversation with that and I feel like you're just totally on the other side of it now Mm. I feel like you're very comfortable with sharing your work and showing other people your process and Mm. involving them in the aspects that you're not so sure about and asking their opinion and I think it's really smart from the point of view of people become more involved in your journey and so they feel more invested in your journey and you know if they're coming to your exhibition they may be more likely to buy your art as a result of feeling like they've been part of the process Mm. but equally um, I just want to add in there for some artists that doesn't feel right for them and I think that's okay too because I think sometimes I bang on about that but I had a really good think about that actually when I was writing the last my last e-course chapter three And I was like, yeah, I can see how that can be of benefit to a lot of people and a lot of artists, but I can also see how that could shut some people down that are are too, uh, it's just not the right path for them to be doing it in such a public way. Mm. So I just wanted to drop that in there because I think it's important to see both sides of that coin. Depends like how far along you are maybe with that um, healing that inner artist child. I think so. I just think sometimes that it might uh, shut people down in a direction that they feel really excited about 
and may not feel like they can move forward because they haven't gotten the response they wanted. And I just Mm. think that would be really sad. So I can just see how that can happen. So I just think it's a really personal choice Mm. as to if people choose to share in that way or not. Mm. And also just keeping in mind that some, I mean, my experience of social media and I guess particularly Instagram, because that's my main place of showing up. People are mostly very kind and encouraging, but I know for some people that isn't always the case, and sometimes they, you know there can be trolls, etc., that can shut people down. And mm. so I guess it's just one of those things that you just have to make a, a choice for yourself and what feels right for you. And yeah, but for you, mm. it obviously has been a really positive direction to move in. Yeah, it has. Hey guys, are you loving what you're hearing on the podcast and craving a bit more from my studio? Then consider checking out my e-course trilogy, Painting as a Practice, playful classes in mixed media painting designed to nurture your authentic style. If you're a beginner painter or seeking some fresh new approaches in your art, then check out chapter one, Laying Solid Foundations. Or if you'd like to learn more about my ways with colour and mixed media art supplies, then chapter two is a great option. And if you're seeking to really hone your creative style or learn how to create a series of larger works on canvas, then chapter three is a brilliant option. Each chapter is just 77 US dollars each, or you can pick up the discounted bundle of all three courses for just 219 US dollars. To learn more, be sure to head on over to the link in the show notes or susannethercutestudio.com forward slash online dash classes. I'll see you soon. I mean, for my um, the work that um, I want to put out there and, and monetize and, and sell, I think it's been like quite valuable in that way to like share that process. Um, and... Yeah, I feel like my inner critic has gotten quieter because, you know, I have been making progress. I like monetized my last exhibition and I made money from selling my work and I have been selling my work like in that one and a half years and so many other things have changed and and come to me in that process too. (laughs) I mean, we did do an episode on some lovely things that happened toward the end. Mm. Was it? It was last year yeah I'm trying to cast my mind back because you had some great things happen through uh, after COVID and you got yeah. the um you won the grand the art grand and but I'm mm. also what's different is I'm not working out of my small bedroom that's, like, the, <laughs> that's the big thing isn't it is you have yeah. you now you've you've actually invested some money and time into setting up your studio space and I can mm. see that you're continuing to evolve that and beautify that space and that it's and that you're really loving it I am it's yeah. such a nice space I feel it's got a really good energy and I'm so appreciative and so grateful to have that space to work in so it was just a vision in my mind and I hope maybe it gives hope to people that are sort of craving um, their own studio space they might be working on the kitchen table or they might be working at a, a bedroom like I was like it is possible um, but I feel like I've made big changes in my life to make that happen I actually feel like I'm treating this like a job now mm-hmm. and I'm stepping into this full-time artist role and I'm honoring my my need for like actually having like a professional working space as well yeah. so yeah there was a lot that sort of had to happen to like make it a reality but it's I'm so so happy that I've got my space now to do that um 
Yeah. And, and how do you think that's impacted on preparing for the exhibition? I mean, there's the obvious one of you've just physically got a lot more space, but mm. are there other ways you think it's impacted on preparing for the second exhibition? I think energetically, and even having it outside of the house too, it kind of helps. Like I walk out the door mm-hmm. and it, I've got a bit of like a workflow and a, a schedule. Like I know it mentally in my mind, like I'm setting things up and sort of ritualizing that process for myself. And I'm really curious to know, is that helping you with that? Because I know I still experience it, the hump before I get to work painting. And I think most artists will know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, the resistance uh-huh. just before you start painting that yeah. can actually go on for a really long time. Yeah. I Do the rituals and things you have in place help you with that process of transitioning yeah. from, okay, I'm preparing to paint to actually painting and entering into that intuitive painting zone? Yeah. There's a few things that I do and I've sort of taken influence off you too (laughs) in like setting up that routine for myself. Um, You know what I have been doing? I've been verbalizing it as work. So like when I wake up in the morning, like my uh, husband will ask me, um, what are you doing today? And I'll be like, I've got to get to work. Um, And yeah, it's really changed things for myself. Like I feel like I don't know. I didn't really get too much validation growing up. And even now, like my family don't think me being a professional artist is work. It's almost like a hobby. Like, oh, well, you might find that people kind of consider it that way. I mean, like, <laughs> I still encounter that people don't regard what yeah. I do as a real job because, and it is pretty damn nice. I have to say <laughs> we have a very beautiful job, but it mm. is still a job. Yeah. But like, that shift internally for yes and that's the thing isn't it is actually being able to not no longer need other people to regard it as such it's Mm. you that regards it as your work and Mm. makes it important and turns up and I like using that phrase too because it is work it is my work Mm -hmm. um it's called work for a reason right Mm -hmm. artwork Mm -hmm. it's it's a job and and you're right other people don't regard it as such so it's even more important that we regard it as something important and warranting a title that that is something that we turn up to and commit to Mm. Mm. and to that resistance piece that has been like a constant battle and I feel like I'm getting much better at it um as the time goes on can we micro break that down a little bit (laughs) because I think this is actually a really really tricky spot I know it Mm. actually had it was for you for quite a long time Mm -hmm. that getting like getting over that hump of resistance to settling into work so what have you observed because I noticed that you've alongside um preparing for your exhibition I've also witnessed that you've been doing a lot of journaling and reflecting and Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you've been looking at those micro moments mm-hmm. in terms of your resistance and noticed anything that's changed or shifted for you and how you're now finding yourself able to be more productive and move through that moment mm. yeah definitely there's there's lots of things and strategies that I use to sort of get me into that moment um I know like one piece well I'll go into the studio first and then I'll mention the other piece outside of that um so I've got um, journaling and morning pages mm-hmm. that really helps me to get into the flow of the day. So I usually do that first thing when I wake up and it's stream of consciousness, consciousness sorry, um, and that 
I'll just do three pages. Sometimes I might even do one or two. It just depends on... Yeah, and it, for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, we bang on about Julia Cameron's morning pages. She wrote a book called The Artist's Way. We'll link to it in the show notes. Mm. We've, we've dropped it into, like, I reckon about half the episodes mm. we've had on the podcast. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please go and check it out. Mm. And you were saying. <laughs> um, and then if I'm feeling any icky emotions or things like that, I'll go into uh, my oracle cards and I'll sort of have a little bit of personal um, introspection and uh, I might like label them on a page. Like I might do like a little bit of art therapy for myself if I'm like really feeling a bit icky and stuck. So I'll write down what I'm feeling and I'll scribble it out and then I'll do a painting over the top of it, like sort of like my soul medicine process, I call it. And then um, sometimes I don't even need that, but that's when I'm really feeling resistance. Mm. So I'll do that. Uh, another big point is, um, or another key thing that helps me is music, oh, yeah. making sure that I like put the music on and essential oils as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. been using lots of cypress, which. Yeah. I've noticed yeah, that. Yeah. That's it's the oil of motion and flow. Beautiful. So I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Gets that energy moving and, um, but yeah, they're my sort of things. And then outside of the actual physical studio practice and setting up for that for me my personality is I get really energized by talking to other creative people and surrounding myself with um, other people that are really uplifting and they're doing really great things out there in the world and um, like that is a key motivator for me totally like you I figured out why I have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it really, it really helps a lot because when you talk with other creatives, you very quickly realise that we're all facing a lot of the same resistances and problems and everyone has a little clue to how you can resolve your own or something you haven't tried before or, mm. yeah, or just feeling in community around when you're not feeling it and you're not feeling great and you might be feeling blocked, it's just nice even to talk that through with someone that really gets it because no one gets it like other artists get mm. it, do they? yeah yeah mm. mm-hmm. oh that's so nice yeah so awesome. yeah and then sometimes there's a podcast in there too like I think I sort of alternate between music and a podcast yeah it depends on the day can mm. you paint to podcasts uh yes and no I feel like podcasts are a bit more of like a morning thing like a for part of my like journaling introspection zone Mm. yeah I feel like I get more into the flow with music mm. yeah I can't mm. listen to podcasts much when I work mm. or I use some when I work on really large paintings sometimes I'll listen to audiobooks mm. or a podcast but mostly I need music yeah yeah maybe a podcast is like suited to more like menial tasks like setting up your watercolor paper yeah. and taping things up or a prepping yeah, yeah like that prepping sort of stage yeah but, totally um, yeah. So, so what else has been a big takeaway that you feel like you've really overcome a, a hump on from the last, the first exhibition and the preparation for that? I think it's just, it's mainly um, that confidence piece because I, I have been doing the work and I have been like in repetition of like, mm-hmm. Yeah, making it. Just making the work. Yeah, and I feel like I'm coming into my style and that voice of the inner critic has has really become much quieter because when I'm taking action, 
I know that, yeah, I'm working towards my big dreams and goals. So, yeah, it's not there in the back of my head being like, oh, you should be doing this and that. It's like, Oh, yeah. it's there and you're having a different yeah. conversation with it. You're yeah. finding it's showing up less, so. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still on certain days. Um, yeah. If I'm low on energy or, you know, those, those doubts are always there, I think, Mm. but it's, yeah, just about building that, that muscle and like really just keeping on going really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other things that, um, have been important for me this time round is like structuring time to like end and finish up my okay. artworks and then have time to photograph and how them. has that impacted for you um so that's like I feel like I'm more organized because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm two weeks out and I've sort of wrapped up all of my pieces um and I've actively had to say like stop to myself because mm-hmm. I've got all of these other creative ideas bubbling bubbling up but I've actually made a list of what I want to explore after the exhibition and after I've had a rest and all of that like for my next body of work great yeah I feel like that is different like I'm in a different space from the last exhibition to this one like yeah so what are you doing in your final two weeks well I've photographing my work so Mm -hmm. I did have a photography session um, yesterday I'll be editing my work this time um, I'm setting up a... Woo. Editing your photos of your work? Yeah, editing yeah. the photos And are you going work. to be listing them on your website as well as in the exhibition or...? Well, I've actually... I don't have a Squarespace shop. I've only got the website. Oh, okay. So what I've set up is um, Square. So I've oh, got a yeah, little yeah. Square card reader. Yeah. And then they've also got like a free um, shop that you oh, can cool. upload things to. So I'm actually going to list it on there. Great. Um, I'm trying it out. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Awesome. Always got to try like new ideas you and do. stuff. Um, so I'll be listing that. And then I'm also like I'm going to be a student in art therapy retreat. So I knew that yes. I had that. Like, and sort is of that in the, that's just before the exhibition opens? Yeah. Is it? Oh gosh, that's yeah. challenging timing. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was like a little bit of tricky timing, but that's why I wanted to wrap up my artwork a bit earlier and mm. photograph them. So, so um, that's something we haven't talked about is mm. you have started this year an art, you're training to be an art therapist. Mm-hmm. How do you think that has impacted on your preparation for the exhibition? Because it can't have been bad. I know. Well, I feel like, yeah, probably like the previous two sessions that I've done, it, it, it's it's impacted like my whole um, internal journey. Yeah. And like dealing with all of those big ups and uh, highs and lows. And yeah, I really feel like I've just grown so much like from season one, like those previous episodes and all of your coaching and like building upon you know my practice yeah it's just it's it's evolved so much it has it has you're a very in a very different place to where you were this time last time Mm -hmm. when we were just sort of you you really had some difficult moments on that journey but Mm. you carried it off Mm -hmm. and you got through it and here you are and repeating the process and you just it's I, I see a definite like evolution and growth and um, you feel very grounded and focused and 
a great sense of satisfaction around what you've achieved. It's really beautiful to see. Oh, thank you. It's yeah. a lot of your mentoring and even just absorbing like what you're doing in your studio and all of that professional practice. Like I feel like so many times in creating this new body of work, I was like, what would Susan do? I tell you the pain is <laughs> a practice. That's what I tell you to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even just like the way that you show up for your work, like yeah, your yeah. work as a professional artist. And honestly, that's such a huge piece of it, isn't it? Like, mm. you know, I can't emphasize that enough to people. It's amazing what you can achieve when you just continue to show up and you just do the work. Even if it is only for, you know, a few minutes a day, continuing to turn up, that's actually the muscle that you want to develop above all else mm. because that's what gets you through. As you said before, there's, you know, there's big highs and big lows on this journey and that's what gets you through Mm. is just continuing to turn up through all of the emotions and let's just zoom out to life. What a great lesson for life, you know, keep turning up through those highs and lows, have something in place as a practice that works for you. And I think that's the tricky thing is figuring out the the elements that make a practice that work for you as an individual, because it's different for all of us, isn't it? Mm, It is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that personal piece of like honoring that part of yourself. And that's my exhibition's called Whispers of the Heart. Oh, that's so beautiful. So it is. The, it, it's all about honoring my true desire to like follow that creative urge, follow that dream of having a creative career, that dream of like making money out of my art. And also, like, allowing others to receive the gift of art as well. Yes. Yeah. So I think, yeah, showing up for myself is probably the biggest thing, I think, in all of this. That's so beautiful. Mm. And you've mentioned there just at the end the piece where you get to share that with other people because that's another significant element of what you're evolving. It's not just about your art and your art practice. You've Mm. also... I've noticed you've been talking a lot more about your soul painting medicine mm-hmm. workshops and starting those up again. I am. Hopefully COVID will stay away or yeah. people get immunized and you can actually do that. Mm. Um, but also evolving your NDIS client business as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like it's all starting to really build momentum for you. And It is. It yeah. is. Yeah, I'd love to welcome people into my studio because I love my space. Um yeah, so, but also working around COVID, I've been doing um, online consultations as well, and I'm still able to like work with my disability clients and, and other clients too. So, yeah, it, it feels really good. And all of this art therapy stuff is just going to build build on all of that. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, that's base. always felt like the direction that things have been moving in for you, but it's so mm. nice to see you. Because uh, I feel like you've you've been good at that for a really long time and you've mm. worked in that space for many years working with people with disability and mm. with art. And at the hospital you had that role where mm. you were working with people with illness. It's really nice to see you t- taking that time out for yourself this year to really evolve and nurture your personal art practice because that's the piece that can get lost that's mm-hmm. the thing I've actually been noticing this month mm-hmm. um with because I do the monthly challenge February painting as a practice challenge and it's this is the second year I mean I haven't done it heaps of times but we did do it in June last year as well 
And I can't believe how much that actually impacts my own life. Mm. When I carve out that whole month and make that commitment that I'm going to turn up every day for it. Or in this case, I'm doing it five days a week because that's something I've noticed is trying to do it over weekends with the family is just too much. So five days a week has been really good. Mm. But the, what, it, what it does for me is because it's been, you know, I made so many e-courses and focused on the community and teaching aspect of my art business last year, which was a really great thing to do. Mm. But I also just didn't have that kind of devotion to my own art practice and my own evolution and just making that one commitment has made all the difference in terms of it's actually shifted my it shifts the whole focus of my day because I have to make sure that piece is done Mm -hmm. and everything else has to fit in around it Mm. and I just love it so much and cherish it and it's not always practical to do that like you know all the time but now that I'm in it I'm like why don't I do this all the time? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you're feeding your soul. Like you are just yes. feeding that thing within you, which is yeah. like the core of everything. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say, actually. That it's the painting is the core of everything that mm. I do. And and it is so important if you do have a multifaceted business, I think, mm. with where you're nurturing different streams of income, which let's face it, most of us as artists need to do that in mm. order to make a viable living. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, there are times when you have to focus on one stream, which may not be as creative, but to continually come back and nurture that, that core of the art business, which is the art. Yeah. 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 And, and really, and having a period of time where you can sink into that, which I guess for you, it's the exhibition really, Mm. isn't it? It is, but. It works for you as a structure, doesn't it? It does work for me as a structure, but. I'm not sure if I'm called to do another one after this. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know what no. the journey will yeah. look like. Yep. Um, yeah. But I think I had, like, previously I had so many stories about, like, I can't do this and I can't show up regularly and all of that, you know, because of my fatigue or, like, I had all of these excuses, but I figured out it was resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, and when you, isn't it interesting when you are actually in motion and you're connected with your art process and it feels so easy mm-hmm. and it's so easy then to lose that momentum when you don't do it for a period of time and then yeah. you have to then you have to go through another cycle of overcoming the resistance and getting back into work which is why it's so helpful to have some kind of a structure to motivate you to move through that you know mm-hmm. for, for me that's that painting as a practice structure for mm. you it's you know you're doing it through your exhibition mm. um but yeah it's so easy to lose mm-hmm. It's so easy when you're in it and then easy to lose it when you just sort of, you stop for a little while. It's interesting. It's a dance. It's an interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But it is about prioritizing. Totally. And making a conscious choice, I think, and Mm. a conscious commitment. Mm -hmm. Well, this is so lovely catching up with you. I know. All of the things that have happened Mm. in, in this prep for the second one. It's feeling very exciting. Now, can you let everyone know... When everything is happening? Uh, so it's on at the McCure Hotel in Ballarat and it's open from the 8th of March till the 18th of April. 
for quite a long time. Yeah, six weeks. So the opening is on the Thursday night from 5.30pm. So probably only local Ballarat people can make it there. And I'll be hanging out at the exhibition on that first weekend for Melbourne people and other people outside. But Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to see it all hanging. Yay. Very exciting times. Mm. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks for coming and sharing with us all about all the things that you've been learning along the way to preparing for this second one, Laura. Thanks for having me. And Pleasure yeah, always. thanks for all your coaching and support <laughs> through that first one because it's just made this one so much easier. Oh, it's lovely to see you sinking into really owning all the progress you've made too. And thank you for your lovely acknowledgement of where I might have contributed Aww. to that a little bit. That's very sweet of you. <laughs> Anyway, I can't wait to see it. I hope um, some of the listeners out there will be able to make it along as well. Are you going to have a bit of an online presence with it as well for people that aren't local? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm releasing it online um, for sale through the um, through the Square online shop. And so I'll just link through your website, will it? Yeah, I'll yeah. link it on... Um, oh, sorry, probably not on my website. Probably on Instagram and Facebook. I'll okay. do that and I'll do like a live launch everyone cool okay so where can they find out about that just follow you on instagram yeah yeah. and that's at laura jane day that's it is that correct that's me (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for joining us everyone thanks laura thanks suze and we'll catch you next time Bye. bye you can always see more of my art over at susannethercote.com And if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannethercutstudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nethercut so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannethercutstudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.